What's happening, y'all? Welcome inside the Fantasy Stock Exchange. Bush coming at you solo today to break down some of the easiest early season schedules that there are and some of the hardest early season schedules that there are for wide receivers and quarterbacks. On Tuesday's video, I'm going to break down running backs as well. But today we're going to go through some strength of schedule stuff, particularly in the early season portion. Strength of schedule sometimes gets a bad rap and it can be a little bit overrated in fantasy analysis in general. But I think it absolutely plays a part if you're able to do it properly. And I'll, I'll explain what that kind of means after the intro. I'm going to break down the top five easiest and the top five hardest passing schedules for some of the offenses around the NFL. And then obviously from a fantasy perspective, who that actually affects. So I kind of went rogue with how I did this, but I will explain my process after the intro. If you guys enjoy this video, as always, if you think I provided you with some value, please hit the like button. Consider subscribing to the channel as well and comment any of your thoughts down below. Now, without further ado, let's hit the intro. Okay, so the stipulations of this exercise are as follows. The early season schedule is all that I care about. So I base this only on the first six games. I didn't look at midseason or, you know, playoff schedules. And the reason that I'm doing that while I'm drafting is for a couple reasons. Number one, defenses change a lot year over year, whether it's play related. Some defenses play well one year and, and fall off the next. Some teams suffer a lot of injuries as the season goes along, i.e. teams like the Ravens last year. And the Washington Commanders looked like they were going to be really feared defenses that if you did this exercise, you know, a year ago, you would have said, oh, man, the Ravens and Commanders are tough matchups. But they suffered so many injuries to key players that they eventually became cupcakes by midseason and into playoff time. So schedules are definitely subject to change, which is why I only look at the early opening schedules, the ones that we have a way higher likelihood of predicting. And number two. I trade like a fucking degenerate. I trade so much that for the most part, I'm not going to have the same players on my team come playoff schedule time as I do in the early portion of the of, of the season because I look to capitalize on high and low market value. So if I have a player on my team that is way overvalued by a lot of you know fantasy players, I'm going to look to sell high on that player. So that's why I also don't care about late season schedules is because I don't intend to hold all the players that I draft on my roster. So before anyone comments, why didn't you break down playoff schedule? Number one, they're harder to predict. And number two, I don't intend to keep my team as drafted. I will cover, you know, playoff schedules and stuff in season when we have more information about what defenses are good and what players have good playoff schedules. So I'll cover that in, in season. For now, we're just focused on early season schedule as part of our draft analysis. So this data will be posted to Patreon for those of you guys that are members over there, if you're not, link down below to get tons of data like this, our rankings for Dynasty and Redraft, first dibs on Dynasty decisions, and a ton of other benefits. So if that interests you, link down below. So what I did in this video, I kind of said that I, I went rogue. I'm using a strength of schedule metric that I created. This is not a metric that is available anywhere else. What I did was I did a weighted average of a bunch of different metrics that I trust. So, and I use this metric during the season. So if you guys were following along last year, you know, week 15, week 16 playoff schedules, I was tweeting out weekly matchup charts. And the metric that I comprised was 50% adjusted fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks and wide receivers. So the passing game that we're focused on per DraftSharks.com. 25% football outsiders pass defense DVOA and 25% PFF coverage grade for the team. So what I did was I took a bunch of different metrics that measure how good a pass defense is, and I kind of combined them together to get a, a better representation 
of what uh, defenses might be because some websites have biases and all that kind of stuff. So I tried to eliminate as much of that as I could, but we are focused on fantasy points, so which is why that had a 50% weighting. So this is how the team stacked up uh, last year. It won't be a one-to-one carryover, but it should give you a decent idea of who who's going to be feared early in the season and who isn't. And obviously some teams added players to their defense. It's going to make it better and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, this is what it spit out. And like I said, the Ravens and commanders suffered a lot of injuries last year. I don't expect them to be quite as bad as they were on defense, but some of these other teams we can probably expect to not be great on defense. The Jets, Jaguars, Texans, Lions, Vikings, all those kind of teams probably not going to be very feared at the beginning of the season. So without further ado, I have timestamps down below if you guys want to skip ahead at any point, but which wide receivers and quarterbacks will be affected by the early season schedule? I'm going to start with the easiest uh, ones first. I'm going to go in order from five to one, and I'm also using a bit of my own discretion here. So some of the uh, matchup chart uh, stuff that I have in the Patreon it's not exactly in the order that I have it listed, but I looked at, you know, which defense is lost pieces and, you know, how they kind of stack up. And I'm using this uh, based on my own opinion. So number five is the New Orleans Saints. Jameis Winston, Michael Thomas, you know, Chris Olave, Alvin Kamara to the backfield, Jarvis Landry. These are the guys that are going to be affected by this on the New Orleans Saints. The only issue with the Saints schedule, really, it looks pretty good for the most part for the first six games. But the only issue would be with Michael Thomas, because Michael Thomas would have to face A.J. Terrell, who's a shadow corner who played very well last year. Carlton Davis in week two against the Buccaneers, who's been very good against Michael Thomas historically. So and potentially J.C. Horn in week three. So he has a couple shadow matchups that he'd have to be uh, aware of. But the nice thing about these matchups that I've kind of already broken down is despite those good cornerbacks, those number one cornerbacks that they have, the rest of their defenses are exploitable. So for the quarterback, for Jameis Winston, for Alave, for Kamara out of the backfield, the the matchups themselves are not very difficult. They just have one corner that that might, uh, you know, limit Michael Thomas a little bit. The other teams, Minnesota, Seattle, Cincinnati, they're not scaring anybody. They're very exploitable against the pass. And I think the Saints should get off to a relatively quick start in this season with, you know, what I consider a pretty good offense an offense that I think can be top 15 in the NFL. So they have the number five easiest strength to schedule this year. Moving on to number four, we have the Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, the running backs out of the backfield, Albert O. All those guys will be affected by this schedule. The Broncos get a favorable start as well. Week one revenge game for Russell Wilson against a brutal team, the Seattle Seahawks, and a defense that definitely got worse, losing their captain with Bobby Wagner now on the Los Angeles Rams. And same goes for week two against the Texans. Just another easy matchup. After two cupcakes that they play early in the season, they also play a first-year starter in Trey Lance in week three. That could be a game that they dominate the time of possession. Uh, he should still be getting his footing. And the rest of the, the schedule is filled with kind of mad defenses. None of them really scare you. The Chargers might be good, but you don't get them until week six. And also the Raiders, the Chargers, some of these other teams, they run very up-tempo offenses. So it should lend itself to a lot of scoring. So only JC Jackson in week six would be the shadow corner that you'd be scared of for Judy, uh, for Jerry Judy or for Cortland Sutton. Uh, and then week two, you'd have Derek Stingley as well, but he'll be a rookie in his second NFL game. So for the most part, this should be a very, very early season friendly schedule for the Denver Broncos. It should help them out because they're going to be getting their footing with a new quarterback, with new wide receivers. That's definitely going to be important for them. So moving on to number three, is the Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard being the guys that will be affected by this the most. As if I wasn't already high enough on this passing game, I talked about them uh, with Faraz Upperhand Fantasy in the Offenses to Target video a couple days ago. But the Lions, Vikings, and Commanders, who will likely be an improved defense, but still probably not an elite defense, and then the Jacksonville Jaguars also as their first four matchups. My goodness, 
And then you play the Cowboys and Cardinals in week five and six. And although those guys' defenses aren't pushovers by any means, those teams run up-tempo, high-scoring offenses that'll force the Eagles into throwing the ball. So my kind of like hot take is that I think the Eagles will probably get off to a very, very hot start. I think they could have three players that are both top five in, at their position in fantasy scoring. I think Jalen Hurts can be a top five quarterback at the beginning of the season. I think A.J. Brown could be a top five wide receiver. I think Dallas Goddard can be a top five tight end in these hot starts that they have set up. So I don't know really how I'm going to get higher on this offense, but it looks like I could still because there is so much working uh, their way. The Philadelphia Eagles, another great, great target of mine. The number three easiest strength of schedule to open the season. Number two is the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, everybody knows that they're a great offense already. So this is just going to add fuel to the fire even more so. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, Josh Palmer, all those dudes. They have two high-flying AFC West offenses to start the year. Las Vegas and, and Kansas City, we expect those to be high scoring games then they have two absolute cupcakes after that jacksonville and houston there's a very high chance in my opinion that the chargers are the highest scoring offense for the first four games of the season for the month of september essentially so it gets tougher for them towards the middle part of the season but man that start could be absolutely lethal if you guys have you know keenan allen mike williams austin eckler some of these guys at the beginning of the year there's a good chance that they could be top five wide receivers top five running backs at their position. You might be able to, you know, make some buy low and sell high type of moves based on that. So the Chargers offense looking like it could get out to a monster start to start the year. Number one, easiest schedule in the NFL at the wide receiver and quarterback position. The passing game schedule to open the season is the Indianapolis Colts for Matt Ryan, for Michael Pittman Jr. And for Alec Pierce and anybody else that is going to be a member of this passing game. I share a similar sentiment towards Michael Pittman that I do towards the Philadelphia Eagles. I really don't know how I'm going to get higher on this guy because the Texans, the Jaguars, the Chiefs, and the Titans to start his schedule. And then the Jags again in week six. This is absolutely free cash at the tail end of round three where he currently goes. Just adds fuel to the fire for his already strong profile this year. Those were the easiest schedules. Now let's move on to the schedules that are a little bit more difficult. Number five is the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and co. I could honestly care less about tough schedules for Justin Jefferson because he's just a superstar. But between Jair Alexander, Darius Slay slash James Bradbury, Marshawn Lattimore, Jalen Johnson, and Xavier Howard, he does have some tough corners that he's going to have to go up in the uh, against in the first six weeks of the season. So maybe there's a chance that Justin Jefferson is like not the wide receiver one overall to start the season. Maybe he's like, you know, a, a wide receiver eight in points per game or something like that. And you might be able to get a slight discount on him after the first six games of the season, because a lot of these teams have beatable cornerback twos as well. So that could mean good news for Adam Thielen, huge value in drafts right now. So overall, the Vikings uh, offense is going to have a little bit of tough sledding to start the season and Justin Jefferson, some tougher matchups. But for the most part, I'm not letting that sway me. Justin Jefferson, still a superstar, still a guy I would take at third overall in PPR drafts right now. But just worth noting that he does have some tough corners to start the year. Number four is the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and Rashad Bateman, mainly in this passing game. Obviously, the New York Jets are the easy matchup that they get week one. But after that, their passing game definitely could struggle for a bit. The Dolphins, the Patriots, the Bills, these teams are no slouches. They have good corners. In fact, they're also run funnel defenses as well. And we know that the Ravens are going to like to run the ball. So I'd imagine the game plan in those games are going to try and lean on Lamar, lean on Dobbins, lean on Edwards, assuming all those guys are healthy. And it could make for a buy low window for guys like Mark Andrews and guys like Rashad Bateman. And it's yet another you know fuel to the argument of why I don't like Mark Andrews right now at his mid-second round price is because when it comes to elite tight ends, I usually like to buy low on them after a couple bad games. And it looks like we might have a window to do that 
with the uh, Mark Andrews kind of midseason slump that it looks like he could have in the early portion of the year. So number three is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this one's definitely concerning, knowing that the quarterbacks don't look good in camp right now. Mitch Trubisky's reportedly struggling. Kenny Pickett's listed at three on the depth chart. Apparently Mason Rudolph looks the best out of these quarterbacks, which is never a good sign in training camp. The Steelers quarterback play has to figure itself out soon because the Patriots, the Browns, the Bills, and the Bucks are not defenses that you want to be uh, letting pin their ears back and rush the passer. Even if the Jets and Bengals are easy matchups in the first six games that you guys can see there, it's a bit concerning knowing that we're already hesitant on the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback situation. That's bad news even for Najee Harris too because if the offense can't move the ball, then Najee Harris isn't going to have a lot of scoring opportunities and he might have a number of games where he has like 24 touches for 80 total yards and no touchdowns, which is not going to be benefiting anybody. So the wide receivers, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, George Pickens getting a lot of hype, might be in for a bit of tough sledding at the beginning of the season. Number two, hardest opening schedule is the Atlanta Falcons. And another situation where we're not certain about the quarterback uh, situation either. We have Marcus Mariota as the starter there, not a guy that we're excited about necessarily. And these are some tough-ass defenses that they got to play. The New Orleans Saints are a very good defense. I think they're going to be one of the best defenses in the league this year. The Los Angeles Rams, we know how good of a defense they are. Cleveland Browns going to be a great defense this year. Buccaneers, definitely no slouch. And the 49ers, I think, could be very good also. So rookie wide receiver, Drake London, probably going to be in for a tough start. Going to see a lot of Marshawn Lattimore and Jalen Ramsey probably to open the season. Denzel Ward and Carlton Davis, all these guys that he's got to go up against. So not a recipe necessarily for a hot start for Drake London. He might be a guy that I start to bypass in that sixth to seventh round area and look to trade for later in the season. Because as a rookie wide receiver, we know that he's more likely to be better later in the season anyways. And if he has a hard early opening schedule, that's definitely going to, you know, make me bypass him for, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, Elijah Moore, and, you know, Devontae Smith and some of the other guys that go around where Drake London is currently going. So um, definitely not good news for him. Kyle Pitts, I think, will be just fine because he's used all over the formation. But for the most part, um, it's bad news for the offense not being able to move the ball if um, if they have a tough you know defense that they're playing against. So in the final team that we're going to talk about here is the Carolina Panthers, who have the hardest opening schedule to start the season. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey out of the backfield, Robbie Anderson, anybody else will be affected by this. And similar to Atlanta, similar to... Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, you really got to just wonder about their ability to generate offense against some of these defenses, get first downs, get, you know, scoring opportunities. It's a new quarterback in the fold with Baker Mayfield. It sounds also like he's not taking all the reps with the ones in training camp, which is absolutely coaching malpractice by Matt Rule. He should be getting all the reps in the ones. You know what you have in Sam Darnold. He ain't it. So if he starts the season with not a lot of reps under his belt against some of the best defenses in the league, the Cleveland Browns, the Saints, the Cardinals, the New York Giants, Los Angeles Rams, San Francisco 49ers, none of these defenses are favorable matchups. And DJ Moore, who's the highest rated wide receiver from this team, has Denzel Ward. He's got to deal with it week one. Marshawn Lattimore, he's got to deal with in week three. He's got Jalen Ramsey to worry about in week six. And then again, just overall could be a lot of dump offs to Christian McCaffrey against a guns, uh, a bunch of good pass rushes as well. The Browns have a good pass rush. Giants have a good pass rush. Saints Cardinals, all these teams have good pass rushes as well. So not great news for the Carolina Panthers, another team that might be in kind of buy low window. If DJ Moore is off to a bit of a tough start. So uh, like I said, if you guys enjoyed this video, the data is available on Patreon. I'm bringing y'all the running backs video on Tuesday. So subscribe to the channel uh, to stay tuned for that. Like if you enjoyed the video as well, comment any of your thoughts down below. What 
did you guys think of these strength of schedule uh, tables that I've kind of broken down so far? And if you want to take this advice into action, get some early exposure on some of these guys with early opening schedules that look very good. If you want to go get yourself some Michael Pittman shares or whatever, underdog fantasy is the best place that you can do that. And it's also the best place that you can practice for your home league drafts. Instead of doing mock drafts on Yahoo and NFL and all underdog fantasy is the best place to practice. And I know August brings a ton of new listeners. So if you guys have not heard of underdog fantasy, you're not already on there. All you have to do is draft no in-season management. You don't have to set waivers or set your lineups or anything like that. You just draft a team and collect your winnings at the end of the year. And at the same time, you're doing a paid mock draft essentially to get ready for your home league. So it's a win-win situation for you. At the same time, you get swings at $2 million to first 10 million in total prizes in best ball mania three. The puppy three is still going live. Just $5 drafts, 200 K to first uh, more puppies will be coming as well throughout the summer using the promo code FSE at sign up and first deposit you'll get hundred percent back on whatever you put in. So if you want to do some puppy drafts, you want to put in 20 bucks, you'll get $40 on the site. If you use promo code FSE. And as a thank you for using our code, you'll get both of our dynasty rankings and our season long rankings for free. So win, win, win for you. You get a lot of practice for your home league. You get to uh, get your shot at great prizes, hundred percent back on whatever you put in from underdog fantasy. And you'll also get our rankings for free. So if that interests you link is down below in the description, promo code FSE at sign up and first deposit. Peace out guys. And we'll talk to you soon.